0: Hey
1: everybody, welcome back to Cover B bonus edition real extra because there are no comics
0: guess what we almost forgot to do today <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but we remembered
0: <coughs> eventually yeah
1: it doesn't time and days and calendars mean nothing in this new world <laughs>
0: Fair, I guess. No one
1: knows. It's like, is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? It could be Sunday. I don't know. There's holiday. I'm supposed to have a holiday on Friday, like a day off. Mm -hmm. How is that different? I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Is it supposed to inspire me more to put on clothes? I'm not sure that it does.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah.
1: So that's that's where I'm at. Time means nothing, and... But we do have a new episode for you. It'
0: yeah, true, we do. We're going to be talking about the recent release animated film based around uh Superman Red Son. So
1: yes, Bruce Tim has been wanting to do this thing since like 2018. So nice,
0: yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, Superman Red Son was a three issue mini series from DC, obviously, uh, under their Elseworlds imprint. Uh came out in 2003, was written by Mark Millar, um, and effectively just hits the premise of what if Superman was raised by the Soviet Union and not in America. Um, it's a fantastic read. If you haven't read it, you should. It was one of the earlier kind of like Elseworlds or like darker comics that I actually read. Like oh, yeah. For a long time in the 90s for me, it was just like mainline comics. Right. Um, And it honestly wasn't much DC. Um, And then later on in like high school, I went around and read Red Sun because I had a friend give it to me. And it's very good. Uh, It's definitely worth a read. uh, But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the movie.
1: Yes. Um, So, first things first, I really enjoyed it. Um, It wasn't like mind-blowing, I would say, but I thought it was, you know, quality animated Mm -hmm. film. I thought it was good. I feel like the DCAMU, which is the DC Animated Movie Universe, because they all have to have acronyms, Mm -hmm. um, I think they always do a really good job of, um, you know, getting the story from the comics across in a really cohesive, well-done way. Um, I think the DC universe has always, not to throw shade because I was raised in a Marvel family, but the DC universe has always really understood animated stuff better mm. than Marvel. Like, That's fair. Yeah. I, lo- I love I love Spider Man animated. I love X Men Spider X Men animated, but like you cannot throw down against Batman animated. There's just nothing. Like you won't compete and. I you know, I thought this was a good movie. I thought it was good. It was fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um I don't know. I thought it was okay. Um I think it's worth watching if you've kept up with a lot of the animated movies and you're kind of just one of those person that one of those people that just watches all the animated ones right. as it comes out. There are worse animated movies you could watch. Yeah. Um, the voice acting was stellar. You've got Jason Isaacs playing Superman, Amy Acker playing Lois Lane, Diedrich Bader playing Lex Luther, Phil Lamarr is in there, um, lots of other people. Um, I don't want to go through the whole IMDb page. Um, <laughs> animation was pretty tight. Like it had some weak moments, but I mean, DC's always done really stellar animation. My biggest problem is just that red sun has so much to it right. and so many intricacies that this movie the pacing was way off
1: i can see that and yeah. it was
0: tonally like all over the place and um yeah i i just think like because the story is amazing like red sun as a story is really really good it's really well done uh it introduces a lot of like political concepts and whatnot uh, but it also is just kind of like unapologetically bizarre. Like L- Lex Luthor does crazy things and everyone just kind of forgives him for it. And <laughs> there's like weird sci-fi elements and stuff. And it's cool how they work in like all the other Justice League members and things like that. Right. And we get tidbits of that. Like Batman's origin has changed up a bit to make it a little bit less anti-Russian. Um, that makes sense. And because I think in the book, his mom and dad are murdered by like Stalin's kid. Oh, and in this they just like died in a gulag because i guess that's more positive family <laughs> friendly <laughs> um and you know they made lois or uh they made wonder woman not in love with superman because that was like a big point in the comics was that she was like smitten by superman and like unrequited um and various other choices, like the confrontation with the Green Lanterns, was different. They didn't include like a lot of other weird shit that uh, Lex did. Um, the outcome of the like cloned Superman was considerably different. Like there was a lot of changes, but they still tried to keep every element in. Oh, and I like think still that still
1: incorporate everything yeah, from the book. Yeah, like they changed up different. a lot,
0: a lot of the results of things and kind of the transition to things and whatnot. Um, but it seems like they still wanted to keep literally everything there, minus yeah. like a few like final confrontations with like Lex and stuff. Um, but that just it was so much for like an hour and a half long movie.
1: It was it was very dense,
0: and you know it, it's tough from like an animated movie standpoint, when you try to adapt things like this, like I haven't watched the killing joke one, but I know it had a similar qualm, but that one at least is a little bit more like bottled, you know what I mean? It's just Joker doing certain things and that, you know, in and of itself can pace out for like an hour and a half long movie. This is a story that's told over like generations, right? You know, and lots and lots of stuff happened and, you know, I don't know. It, it, it just felt very like rushed, very like the pacing was very fast. It was like on in the next thing. And like, not a lot of character development, not a lot of development of like all the different, like justice league type characters that popped up. Um, but it had its highlighted moments. Like the fight with Batman was really good. Batman's character in and of itself was very yeah. handled really well. Um, I agree with that. Some of the changes they made are fine. Um, I don't know how I felt about the like. It was very like. I don't want to say anti-man.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get to that, so I yeah, totally know what you're talking about. But there
0: was a lot of like
1: hostility, hostility
0: towards men that was like blatant. And I don't, I don't care. Like, make a commentary about how men suck and the patriarchy and stuff. Like, I get it. Like it's there, but you can't do it where you literally have a character that's constantly just like, you're all just freaking men and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there were so many, like Lois and Wonder Woman mainly, but there were so many people just being like, men are bad, like direct quotes of like, man, men are awful. Am I right? Right. And it's just like, you can't do it that way.
1: Yeah. It was, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that's, I have opinions. (laughs) um,
0: So I don't know. All in all, like I said, I think definitely check this out if you're you know a constant fan of dc animated stuff if you're quarantined and you're just kind of looking for something new and superhero-y you can get this online uh and i think it's available on blu-ray now so if you can find a way to have it shipped to you um it's worth checking out if you have interest in the story or in the animated stuff (laughs) if not honestly it's missable
1: I mean, I would, I think there's something to be said too about whether you've read Red Sun and know what potential is there versus if you haven't read Red Sun and go in blind because I went in blind, so I had literally no expectations. So like, if you come in being like, this book is amazing, there's all these nuance and details and all this stuff that can be incorporated and then you see them just sort of like flashcard rush through this stuff, I can imagine that would definitely taint your perspective on it versus me just being in like, wow, okay, this is, there's a lot going on in this movie. Cool, That's mm-hmm. good to know. Um, I The voice acting, like you said, is amazing. I gotta say, I'm not personally a huge fan of the direction Lex Luthor is now being taken just in cinematic experience as a whole. What do you mean? I When I think Lex Luthor, I think... Super heavy bass, like, giant shoulders, like, kingpin-esque figure in my brain. Like, that's how I see Lex Luthor. Like a
0: big fat ball dude?
1: Not, bu- not fat, but, like, just, like, an overwhelming presence. And I don't necessarily mean, like, he, like I said, like, you don't necessarily mean fat, but I mean dominating in this very base, very large... He's just got a large perspective. And I feel like the new way of doing Lex is more leaning into the charismatic and the savvy and the the snide, where I prefer him to be more like a freaking brick house. You know what I mean? I guess... I don't know. It's I a personal really. preference. <laughs> it's, and that's fine. It's I'm a personal sure preference. Like, to me, I... I like the Lex Luthor that owns industry, walks in a room, says very few words, is very deep-voiced, leaves, and that just, it is what it is. Versus the, like, smooth-talking, very ha-ha-ha type of Lex. I don't love that Lex. Not to say that Dietrich Bader didn't do a stellar job, because he did. He worked worked with his script fantastically. Like, he Mm. did a good job. It's just that's the direction I see Lex is going like across the board. And I mean, I guess that's fine. And maybe it's more modern. It's just, it conflicts with my head cannon. So that was the random rant from me for the day. Um.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: on the other side of things, bringing back to what you mentioned about the kind of like hating on men a little bit, um, so, like Chris said, they don't do Wonder Woman as being unrequited and in love with soups. But instead, they went the other direction real hard. Yeah,
0: they were straight up like, hey, I'm not into you because I'm, I'm a, a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> and, in su- and,
1: and initially, when they introduced it, I was like, oh... That's kind of cool. Bringing in LGBT, it makes sense. She comes from an island of all women. Like, they would be into women. That kind of makes sense. I like, you know, there's logic there that fits. But the problem I have with it is that they then made her constantly comment, just like Chris said, oh, you're just another man. Oh, you're all just men. Oh, you're just men. And it's such a negative connotation. And it really impedes impacted this like stereotypical man-hating lesbian vibe and I am not here for that I feel like one side or the other guys like what the hell
0: it you know establishes a precedent where it's like men and women can't be friends unless one of them is literally homosexual yeah you know what I mean because it's it's like I I just thought it was really random because I remember in the because again it's like, it was a long time since I've read Red Sun, admittedly. Right. I had to go back and, like, look up the plot and things like that so that I knew what to discuss today. But, like, after watching the movie, because I was like, a lot of this seems off. And I remembered that there was some sort of, like, romantic thing going on between Wonder Woman and Superman in that book. And I get not wanting to make Wonder Woman, like, a doting, like, unrequited, helpless damsel. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. But then it's like, it kind of presents this thing where it's like, okay, there's two options: she's either hetero and into him, or homosexual and not. And it's yeah. like, yeah. how about she can just be a character and not defined by her sexuality? Right. Like, why does it even have to be like, like, have Superman make a move or make a pass on her and have her be like, uh, no thanks? You know what I mean? Yeah, or does just she have-, have
1: to justify yeah. him just without you know necessarily any signals being pointed to it he just goes in for the kiss and she has to be like oh i'm not into dudes and then he's like oh okay that why makes not just sense.
0: have just, it be two no. like diplomatic people who believe in similar things working together why yeah. does it even have to have a moment where it's like are these two gonna bang you know what i mean it's like i thought that was really weird it like, was super if you're weird. gonna leave out the romance thing entirely just leave it out just don't put it there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you feel like the audience needs some sort of guidance to be like, Hey, are they doing it? Like what's going on? What's their relationship, bro? Then have that like defined in some way, but you don't have it have to have it defined in a way where you're like, I don't know. She gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I just thought that was so weird. It was like, super
1: weird. And I, you know, I guess there was some potential there to really build um, a commentary about how mankind is bad to each other. Because one of the things I did like about this is that they did a great job of presenting both sides as flawed. But neither as the hero or the villain. Um, because Superman, raised in this ideology, has a vision and a plan, but goes about stuff in the very wrong way a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, we find out things he's done, and he thinks in his head, oh, I'm liberating people. No, you're not. You're not. Meanwhile, Lex, the representative from America, is doing really shady, backwards, twisted, jacked-up stuff. And so both sides are wrong. Both sides are doing the wrong thing and oppressing people and making horrible decisions And so there easily could have been, you know, a commentary there from Wonder Woman, who's godly, who's, you Mm -hmm. know, this from this land that never has these problems and loves peace, having her come in and just very impactfully being like, mankind is mankind. You're never going to change. Man is always going to attack itself.
0: Yeah. And I'm out.
1: And that, I'm like, yes, that would have made sense. But instead, it's literally like, I'm a woman. I come from an island of women. We're great. Men in charge are stupid. Men are bad. Bye. And I'm like, what
0: is that? And that's the main, like, that's the thing is that's the main narrative thrust of, like, Superman's story arc in this whole thing is because Superman, you know, being born in the Soviet Union, like, landing in the Soviet Union, uh, is raised by the state to be a tool of the state. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas in America, he's raised to live among humans and like, you know what I mean? So like he never gets in this Soviet version, he never gets to live among humans as a human. He's always an alien, always a Superman and always above everybody. Right. And so like, that's the whole point is like, he has this, vision in his head and it culminates you know towards the end of the story where it's like i either have to control humans or leave humans i either like yeah can't interact with them entirely or i have to control them you know what i mean right and he doesn't see this opportunity to be a part of them and so having wonder woman being like humans are terrible and then like Kind of holding the mirror up on Superman and being like, "You're you one think, of them. You think you're better than them. You know what I mean? Like, look at what you're doing, um, compared to what they're doing. You know, would have been better. But she just kept phrasing it like men. Like it's just men. It's a and man she leaned problem. into it
1: too. Yeah, way
0: especially in the Batman fight. Like, oh my god, way leans into the like men are awful thing. And it's it's fine. Like again. I'm fine. I get it. Like, I do. <laughs> men are terrible. Like, I understand. Like It's true. There's, there's a lot of <laughs> shitty stuff going on in the world because of, like, sexism and patriarchy and stuff like that. And we definitely do need to fight for equality. Hell yeah. But if you believe in said equality, having a major character in the DC universe constantly shout how terrible men are. Not a great way of going. It's not great. You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
1: I wasn't. I, and Jen, and you made her a lesbian, so she's then a man hating lesbian. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible representation to just like, you manifested an LGBT character, awesome. And
0: yeah. then
1: you threw him into a silicone stereotype mold. Yeah. Don't do that. Step. <laughs> just step. Yeah um but yeah i i i liked how they depicted the the separation of him being in russia because one of the things i thought was really nice is that they still made superman superman yeah like he still had that same internal longing to be good do good help others make things better and i'm glad that that wasn't like forced out because I feel like that would have been a harder comment, like a harsher commentary on Russia than maybe necessary. You know what I mean? Mm. So I I thought that they approached that part of it very well.
0: It was less like, hey, look at how shitty Superman would be if he was raised by the Soviet Union. And more, hey, look at how shitty Superman would be if he was never allowed to be a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, because the movie opens with... And I don't know if this opens the same way. I think the book just opens with the Soviet Union being like, surprise, we have Superman. Um, (laughs) But the book opens with him getting told by like a childhood crush, hey, you need to give your powers to the state. Yeah. So we assume that he then goes to the state. And then I guess they train him, maybe study him for a while. And then eventually when he comes of age, they're like, hey, you're going to be our representative super guy. Right, You know what I mean? So he never got what Clark Kink got, what our Superman got, where he got to, you know, come of age as a human and then work to protect humanity. So his yeah. idea of like, you know, I need to fight crime and I need to fight injustice is like, I'm going to turn dissidents into cyborgs, mindless cyborgs. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and they even make the comment at one point, somebody calls him out on not understanding humanity, and he's like, that's not fair. I lived as a human until I was 12. That in and of itself, you never saw the world. Yeah. As as a 12-year-old, you have no experience.
0: Yeah, and you lived as a human until you were 12 on, like, a farm in the Ukraine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you never lived as a human until you were like 18 or in your 20s in like a city or yeah. like in all over the world and traveling the world you know what i mean like
1: seeing everything yeah and, you
0: had yeah. a very isolated human view you know um so yeah i agree i don't know
1: yeah but otherwise i thought it was pretty good um we've got one more movie in 2020, uh, in the DCAMU, and that's going to be Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Sweet. And apparently, it's going to be the last in the DCAMU. They're oh, cutting nice. it off. They're done. They're okay. saying, no more. We're out. Which, what that's just going to mean is that they're going to start up a different DC... It's going to be the DCACU or something. Yeah. And they just start up a new one. But um, I still think it's interesting that they're they're kind of cutting it off and just done.
0: It's an interesting choice, yeah.
1: Considering it's such a huge avenue for them, I feel like they've had so much success and even in the moments when people haven't been happy about the animated movies, like there are some instances in like The Killing Joke that people weren't thrilled about, um it was still like unbridled publicity for them yeah you know what i mean yeah, they're able to take risks in the animated movies that they can't take in their mainstream movies and still get eyeballs and still get talked about yeah so i don't know well, and you
0: just sell them direct to you know what i mean yeah like, you just put it out digitally and sell blu-rays and stuff and it's like a cheaper overhead right compared to like doing like big cinematic productions and stuff exactly
1: so. it's it's less expensive it's easy money I don't know. It's an interesting it's an interesting decision. Yeah, but we'll know. see what they we'll do see. afterwards. Yep. Anyway, I think More
0: video games, fingers crossed. Oh
1: gosh. <laughs> We've got some they're they're talking about a handful of new games, and I am I am here for that. Yeah. Hashtag we need more Arkham. Like yesterday. Oh
0: my god, please. <laughs> I
1: I'm... know it's done, but then like it, trying so hard to not else?
0: just shirk every responsibility I have and go back and play all the Arkham
1: games because <laughs> so it's good. been
0: so long since I've played those. And like, you know, the Arkham games and like the recent Spider-Man game, both are just like quintessential superhero games in my opinion. Right. And like, there's no other superhero games that are better like injustice, uh, Marvel ultimate Alliance, Superman 64 is close. It's the, <laughs> close to the bottom. <laughs> no, it roast. is the bottom. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and so like just the fact that we haven't had because we've got like the Avengers game coming out. But like the more I see of that one, the more I'm kind of just like, Neh.
1: Well, and you know? they're talking about the creators of the Arkham games are working on a Superman game. Yeah. Which that's been
0: bouncing around for a while. That's so I risky
1: know. to me. I feel like people have such a bad taste in their mouth from that Superman 64 that everyone hears Superman game and they're like, ooh.
0: You could make a cool... <laughs> you could definitely make a cool Superman game. It would just be tough. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't know how you'd make... Because I feel like the trend now in superhero games is to make them more open world. How do you make an open world game for superman unless it yeah. turns out to be mass effect yeah like you're gonna have him planet hopping
0: you like anthem with a cape
1: <laughs> yeah exactly with
0: less guns more cape yeah
1: that's it yeah. that's what it is i don't know
0: i mean fair that would be cool i'd actually, be down with that
1: actually yeah that's kind of neat
0: put him on like apocalypse
1: oh man i put myself in a hole now <laughs> this is what i want
0: yeah i mean a superman game it's gonna be very much more like it's gonna be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hope they don't try to do a Superman game and make it feel like the Arkham games because it needs to be very different. Because it's very it's gonna be very fast paced. It's gonna be very like
1: large scale. Large
0: scale. Yeah. And it's gonna be very like brute force focused. You I know agree. what I mean? And then all his effing powers. You right. know what I mean? So cool. it's gonna be way different from a Batman game, which is very like centrally focused and you're like running around the streets and ground floor
1: yeah you can't
0: have superman punching dudes on the streets because he's either absolutely brutalizing normal people or he's punching giant beasts through buildings you know what i mean
1: i i hope that they they do it with the understanding they had of batman rather than with the execution they had of batman so like i hope rather than making a superman game that feels like an arkham game they take how well they understood batman and his rogues gallery and his characters and employ that level of consideration and care to soups and his Mm -hmm. rogues and everything like i hope that's what happens it's that they really understand the characters they're building for and know how to do them justice i
0: think um superman's an interesting leap in my opinion (laughs) Because, like, you could do, because he is so grand scale, yeah. you know, you could do games similar to the Arkham games with just about every other person. And while some of them would be fairly, like, say you did a Green Arrow game, would be fairly similar to a Batman game. True. But Green Arrow tends to be a little bit more, like, acrobatic in life and not, like, you know, just raw, like, I'm a big dude in a fancy suit kind yeah of, it'd feel you know more I mean?
1: Assassin's Creed than yeah Batman.
0: it would be a little bit more parkour and that kind of shit And even if that'd you did cool. like a Nightwing game it would be the same thing right if you did like a Flash game it would be based all around like speed and stuff but it would still be very street level that's true you know you could do a Wonder Woman game it would feel like God of War would be like a fantasy adventure type oh, game that'd be Dope. you know you could if you did a Green Arrow game you could also have Black Canary in there or you could just balls up and do a Black Canary game heaven forbid Um, yeah right and so you know there's a lot of options that you could do for a lot of different characters so it's interesting to me if they if it's true because it's been flip-flopping around for a while it's like sometimes it's like we've got proof that this is happening and then rocksteady will come out and be like no it's not happening and then they'll (laughs) be like maybe it's happening no No, not not happening um and so it's just it's an interesting leap it is. You know, because they they need to be very different games. I agree. You know. So. I agree. Anyway, that's that's the real extra on us speculating <laughs> about <laughs> superhero games. Thanks for listening.
1: Well, that's going to do it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this real extra episode, and we will likely have something else for you next week. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to pull out some of the older Segments that we've done a long time ago back when we did it still as a compilation episode Things like the secret short box and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, So keep an eye out for those Um, And of course, you know follow us on Facebook and Twitter at cover podcast We're gonna be keeping you guys updated on news about things coming back being able to get comics again Um, Anytime there's you know new news. We'll try and make sure that it's available to y'all. And, oh, and don't forget to go to our website, coverbepodcast.com, because yes. all of our past real extras, like Birds of Prey, which is available now for streaming. Ooh, nice. They released it early, heckin' early, uh, which I think is really, really cool, and hopefully people <clears throat> take them up on it and watch that movie, because it is fabulous. But you can see that, uh, listen to that episode of our real extra as well. So definitely go and check that stuff out. Yeah, totally. Anyway... We got to go. See, we told you we didn't forget. It's fine. I
0: mean, we did. Stop. Until this point.
1: Stop telling people that.
0: (laughs) We had forgotten until now. We
1: had planned to do one.
0: Yes. And then we forgot that we had planned to do one. (laughs) And then we remembered that we planned to do one. And that's where we're at now. (laughs) Don't gaslight the people, (laughs) T.
1: Next time. On the next episode of Cover Cover Beat, Beat. you got to stop sharing so much. Bye.